Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mmm. Delightfully delicious. Today is Monday, August 10th. Happy Monday. Hope you all are revving to get started on some projects today. Mondays are always a good day for starting something new. Garden is looking pretty this morning. We, uh, after that one burst of monsoon moisture, we have not gotten more monsoon rains, sadly. Which means I'm going to be pouring a lot of money on my garden <laughs> the next little while. Water, of course, being expensive, but ah well. The price we pay, right? Ouch. <clears throat> so, long-time listeners will note that I am no longer battling the Choya Burrs from the Battle of the Pack Rat, and they are thoroughly fled. So, that was a... Uh, a good victory and can go live somewhere else. So let's see. Um, I did turn in the promised queen on Friday. Woo! It was due today, but I sent it Friday afternoon. I put in a longer um, couple of sessions on Friday. I did push through to get it done. So uh, I ended up doing five one-hour sprints. Um, the last one was like 45 minutes. I finished about 45 minutes in, but Dorinda was still working, so I just um, went ahead and did the email, got that sent off, tied off some of the buttons on it, you know, because I do my tracking and everything, so I <clears throat> finished out the spreadsheets and moved the uh, task from on. I have... Um, Things that are on on my plate or in someone else's court. Yes, I mix metaphors freely. Yeah, I also use um, what is, I guess I should say in my court. I don't even know exactly what it says. I think it says, it might say for me to do. Let's just see. Uh, but then I have a check mark for whether it's at bat or on deck little bit of baseball metaphor there, which is um, probably goes back to college, you know, because I went to college in St. Louis, and in the springtime, we would, it was always at the behest of one of my friends, but we would ditch, cl ditch class, or if we didn't have class that afternoon, you know, a lot of times it would be like Friday afternoon classes that nobody went to anyway, <laughs> and we would go to the Cardinals baseball games because you could sit in the bleachers for $5. You could just walk in and drink like $1 beers. And it was such a great, great break. It was um, my very fond memories. But I think I uh, developed my lingo of at back or on deck from then. Oh, I did say in my court. <coughs> tennis metaphor so in my court in someone else's court and then i have in pipeline needs doing i've on submission i have promised planned 
tabled. There are a lot of things in tabled. Started, proposed. I don't. I should probably just get rid of that because that I don't really use that. It's covered by the other categories. Potential and completed. I like that. There's a lot of things in completed. So anyway, got Promise Queen sent off. I'm happy with the revision. I um, was listening to Fiery Crown a little bit over the weekend as I cleaned the house. <coughs> Excuse me. And I was thinking that there were <coughs> some things I could have touched back on. But, you know, at some point you have to let go. And I couldn't do absolutely everything. <coughs> I don't know what I have in my throat this morning. Something a little bit scratchy. So today I am going back to Dark Wizard. Hoping to get a good chunk of Dark Wizard completed this week. As I recall, I left it at about 25,000 words. So, yeah, getting it up to... <coughs> gracious. Back up to about 40. Would be... Or getting not back up to, just getting it up to 40 would be good. I think that may end up being, yeah, 25, 235 is where I left it. And I probably don't need to write that much on it. Because I think I'm going to end up just taking it to the scene three climax. I don't think I'm going to go all the way to midpoint. So scene three would be about 35,000 words. So really, I only need another 10. Um, but we'll see where we get to this week. I might do a little bit of noodling on it. Noodling, uh, not noodling. Um, tweaking. I'm thinking about there's some things I might layer in. There's definitely an element I want to have in there. But I'm thinking it's something that can emerge later. And I'm trying to decide if I should hint at it now. If I even want to have it in there at all. I think I do. But I need to figure out how to hint at it. Now I'm starting to think about that. So. We won't think since it uh, gets in the way of talking. Don't think. Meet. <laughs> and we are with baseball references. huh? really peaceful out here this morning. I guess it is every morning, but I'm very much enjoying it today. Uh, I'm feeling excited about things. I have uh, a number of projects underway. I am going to get the small group mastermind stuff set up. I'm just putting things together for that. I worked on it over the weekend. I dispatched a lot of business things over the weekend. I feel like I keep saying that, but I somehow ended up with just this very long list of things. Um, doing stuff for Safwa and doing stuff to, you know, just all of my little irons in the fire. That was the joke that Emily Ma and I had about having a, that, you know, liking to have a lot of irons in the fire and then you wonder why your hair caught on fire. <laughs> So there can be a downside to that. But I am feeling very excited about some of my initiatives underway. 
I'm sorry, I keep falling into thinking about some of those things. You know, like when you have that sense of excitement, you know, like you feel like things are incipient. Like some, I think some things are really going to start coming together this fall, um, even though it's still summer. <laughs> still full summer, nice and warm. So let's see. Um, some things that I have been reading and doing. I think I probably never mentioned that I'm a final judge in uh, the fantasy futuristic and paranormal special interest chapter of RWA has a contest for unpublished authors or unpublished manuscripts, I believe. Uh, there is a distinction, right, um, called On the Far Side Contest, and I am a final judge in the fantasy category. So I did finish reading the three finalists, and I know what my ranking will be. Uh, one of them, unfortunately, I don't think is fantasy. I'm not sure why it's in that category. And I was looking at the other categories, and there's definitely place, other categories that it would much better fit in. <clears throat> well, I don't feel like fantasy has to absolutely be alternate world. I do think that you need more than contemporary society with paranormal elements in it to make it be fantasy. Um, and I know that this is this is a me thing, and I know that people would argue with me about it. Um, you know, Sarah Pinsker's "A Song for a New Day" one. Then I think she won the Nebula. I think she did. I, I know she was certainly nominated, and I, I read it because of that. And it's a near future story. You know, and some people call it a fantasy, which it's not because there's no magic. And, you know, it's really kind of, um, you know, it, it really is more science fiction than a near future. But again, it's um, it's so near future as to be in our contemporary timeline. <laughs> and it became uncannily accurate. She started introducing herself as um, someone who used to write fiction and now she writes nonfiction <laughs> because she wrote a book about people all staying in their homes. It was because of terrorism, but the changes to society and everybody being in isolated places and being afraid of being out in society and um, Sarah's also a musician, so it's about the sort of the end of concerts. And so it did end up being uncannily prescient for this uh, our day and age. And I know that's a bit of a divergence, but I think I saw somebody like call it fantasy, and it's like, no, it's really not. It's not even contemporary fantasy. So anyway, you know, the other thing that I did was I read... Uh, Maria Vale's Season of the Wolf. And I just love Maria Vale's books. And she will be on the podcast here um, on probably August 20th. I think I'm interviewing her on the 19th. And so I got an early copy and it was great. And I loved it. I finished reading it and I did love it. And hers is 
one of her great gifts is is her gritty attention to the detail of the natural world and her she has werewolves i'm putting that in air quotes but they're mostly wolves that have learned to turn into human beings and so they retain a very wolf-like nature and perspective there are also uh what they call lucani people who are more like werewolves that uh have control over whether or not they become wolves but this story was similar to me at maria Vale's in that it's contemporary world and has kind of werewolves in it i just don't think that it counts as fantasy it doesn't read like fantasy to me the other two stories are very solidly fantasy so i um emailed the contest coordinator to verify because she said that I that one of the things I should evaluate is whether or not it fits the category and I I do feel some sympathy because I think that it's difficult for authors sometimes to figure out what category a story goes in but this really is more of a dark paranormal than fantasy and I guess it's kind of up to me to decide, right? <laughs> I also have to read some first round entries for the Lyra, um, the writer contest. So that's, that's up next. And I received a book to blurb. I think I mentioned that on Friday where they inadvertently sent me the uh, pitch letter to a different author. <laughs> and they gave her a different deadline. I got three more days than she did. And I complained to Sarah. I said, I think it's because they asked her first. And so that's why I got more days. And, and Sarah, you know, Sarah is delightful, um, very earnest in so many ways. And she wrote me back and she said, as someone who sends out many of these requests, I really wouldn't read into it that much. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm really not. I'm just being a smartass. <laughs> I don't know if she thinks I'm funny. She just sends back the LOL. <laughs> So, I've been doing a lot of reading. That's That's been fun. I did notice that both of the, the real fantasy stories that I read for OTFS for the final round and this book that I've received a blurb um, have very distinct Sarah J. Moss type influence. I think we're really seeing that now. Uh, a lot of throne of glass uh themes <laughs> similar similar openings which is just sort of interesting to witness and we've been watching we started watching the show silicon valley and apparently i mean i'm not surprised by this since i am like not pop culture girl uh, we are the last to discover this show because I've started asking people, I'm like, have you watched this show Silicon Con Valley? And they're like, yes, we've been watching it for seven years. <laughs> I think it started in like 2013. But David found this stand-up comedy show by Jimmy O. Young, uh, which is great. I highly recommend it. Uh, I think recorded right before the pandemic happened. I'm looking up here. So, and one of the things he says when he introduces himself in his stand-up is says you might know me from silicon valley 
2014 is when Silicon Valley started showing. They're like on their eighth season. Great sitcom. So smart. You know, and I mentioned it to Jim Sorensen, and he said, you know, that was actually my lived experience at the end of season one when they're at the Tech Disrupt Conference. That is exactly what happened to him, because I knew he used to work for um, a company out in Silicon Valley. So uh, he says, you know, that he can vouch that it's really accurate, and it's, it's witty and amusing. A very smart show in a lot of ways. So yeah, we um, the the stand up routine for Jimmy Young was really great too. Uh, it was nice to watch something that was um, not mean, you know. We did try watching um, Cursed last night. We watched the first episode of Cursed, which is showing on Netflix, which is. Um, Nimue and Merlin and Arthur, sort of a, a retelling of all of those. And Jennifer Eastep really wanted me to watch it so that because she wanted to talk about the monk. And we watched the first episode. And I'm sorry, you guys, I think this show sucks. <laughs> it's terrible. I, I mean, the script is maybe adequate. And I always try to cut a first episode some slack. But the Filming is this. I don't know what it would be. Um, I don't know enough about film and stories and stuff. Maybe Leslie could tell us. But it's like whoever is choreographing the battle scenes is like, I don't know, on pot or something because it's really, really slow. And so they had like these mad priests coming in and slaughtering this village and, the, and our heroine runs in. And I, I feel like this isn't spoilery. I, I really don't think it is. You know, it's like first episode, you know, it's coming. <clears throat> it's all part of the setup. So she goes running into her village, you know, and these guys are riding around in horses, on horses and on foot. And they have swords and they have hatchets. And they are attacking the people. But it's like they don't, none of them know what they're doing. So they're like, running along, pumping the hatchets up and down in the air while someone is running like five feet in front of them. And and same on horseback. There's like guys charging by on horseback, pumping their swords up and down in the air. <laughs> it's, like, it's like somebody told them, okay, now just, just keep running and, and swing that hatchet. Everyone keep swinging those hatchets, swing those swords. And like maybe they thought they were going to speed it up later or cut it together and then no one did um it's just like i mean david and i just started getting the giggles because it was so silly uh, <laughs> it's just, just yeah. and, and like these two guys one of them has a sword in his hand and another guy comes in and punches him and the guy holding the sword just holds the sword he sort of holds it to the side and 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 then he's like grappling the other guy and it's like Use your fucking sword, you dumb shit. Ugh, I don't know. Maybe it gets better. I was saying to David, we should try giving it one more episode, but um, I don't know. He, he didn't sound very enthusiastic. I'm not sure I care enough. The girl playing Nimue is great, and it's, um, oh, it's Skarsgård. Gustav Skarsgård plays Merlin, and, and he plays a very interesting Merlin, although... The world building is not hanging together very well. I mean, I think they're going more for 
cool visuals and appealing to the younger crowd than like any actual Celtic druidic themed magic, if you know what I mean. I mean, it's kind of cool to see Merlin out on the ledge uh, attracting lightning bolts <laughs> with his apparatus. I mean, I guess that's kind of a fun switch over, but it's also, um, and it's nice that he's young. I say he's not an old man, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You guys tell, tell Netflix to buy Forgotten Empires and then we can have a much better script. Um, and other than that, I think next we'll probably try, we've gotten a little tired with Silicon Valley of um, watching it nonstop. Uh, we still want to keep going, but it's a little much to watch, you know, like four half-hour episodes in one night. Some shows you can glom, and we glommed the first couple of seasons, but now we're in the middle of third season. It's like, yeah, let's slow down. So I want to try um second season of Umbrella Academy. And, um, yeah. So I'm going to go get to work on Dark Wizard. I hope you all have a great Monday. I hope you're feeling excited about your own projects and prospects first cup of coffee is part of the frolic media podcast network and you will find other podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts you all take care bye bye